uh, at this point, um, I'm a big advocate of getting a lot of veg into the diet. Um, and hopefully at this point, you already understand um, sort of what's, um, you know, what's important. And you understand that as far as I'm concerned, the only thing that everyone actually agrees on is the fact that you should be getting in uh, a ton of veg into your diet. There's, I could, you know, people have written very long books. And if you want me to recommend any on why vegetables are so good for you, um, then I, I'm more than happy to. Um, but we're not going to dive into that today. What we're going to be diving into is actually um, a little bit more of the, the practicalities around eating vegetables and how to get them into your diet. Um, and what we're going to try and do, it's, it's quite, a, quite a content heavy presentation. So bear with me. Um, but what we're on to today is we're basically, we're going to run through what it is that's on offer at the supermarket in order to try and help sort of maybe remind you of what's on offer, give you some new ideas, that kind of stuff, so that you have an idea of what it is that you're working with, uh, how to make sure that you're sort of preparing your food in a way that makes it as tasty as possible, and also how to cook it in different ways so that you're keeping nutritional value, you're keeping or putting as much flavor into what you're eating as possible, and it's, uh, it's basically it's giving you as much as it possibly can. Because one of the things that obviously we say from day one is that you're not going to continue to do something for life if you don't enjoy doing it. So what we need to do is we need to give you the skills, the knowledge and all the know-how that you need in order to make eating vegetables as pleasurable as an experience as possible. And then chances are uh, you stand a pretty good, pretty good odds of actually making it work. So before we start, um, I know that uh, there's a few people who've been sort of looking forward to this one. Um, and the, the problem is in a nutshell, is that people are sort of fairly unsure when they walk into the supermarket. They're maybe not massively confident cooks. And although they, they have a good idea of what's on offer, they kind of, there's too many options, right? You go into the supermarket and you see you're presented with this and you're kind of like, oh my God, what am I going to do with that? And so what you end up doing is you just keep buying the same stuff, which is, I don't know, a lump of broccoli and some potatoes because you know how to do those. And actually, if you go into a supermarket these days, the amount of, um, you know, the amount of things on offer are, is, is massive. You know, you can go to green grocers and stuff. I'm going to try and stick with what's available on supermarkets. So it should be all fairly um, regular stuff, but there's a lot of stuff on offer. The second one, and this is the one that I feel like I'm always saying when I, I ask people to send me videos of their food, um, or not videos, pictures of their food, is that a lot of the time people don't actually put a huge amount of effort into their, into their veg. And so it kind of looks quite unappealing, you know, it's overcooked, it's uh, often it's kind of, it doesn't appear like there's a lot of, um, a lot of thoughts gone into it. It very much looks like uh, a little addition on the side. So it's either overcooked, it's been boiled to hell, lacking flavor, lacking texture, and it's kind of looks like a, like this, like a little pile of um, sort of overcooked broccoli on a plate. And then the last thing is, is that depending upon your level of sort of, of skill in terms of how well you were taught to cook as a kid in terms of um you know what kind of you know household you live in people have very varying have quite varying abilities to actually produce healthy properly nice tasting food and sort of it's actually can be quite difficult to know okay so how is it that i'm supposed to prepare this specific vegetable what can i do with this so that's that's in essence what we're going to be doing we're going to be working out um, you know, what kind of kit you need to make it work, how you get it right, how to get the flavors right. Um, and hopefully this will be a resource that you can revisit. You can go back again and you can kind of sort of get a second or third listen to in the future just to give you an idea of the kind of different things that you should be doing. So 
what I want to do before I get into it is I do want to make it very clear to everyone that I am no chef and I'm certainly not an expert in cooking, um, but I've uh, picked up a few bits and bobs along the way and hopefully um, there will be something in this for everyone. And I personally, as someone who thinks that they do a reasonably good job of eating a variety of fruit and veg, um, I've actually kind of almost retaught myself a few bits that I should be doing anyway. So hopefully there'll be something in this for everyone in terms of actually expanding the repertoire and um, trying to get out of the routine of just doing the same stuff over and over again, which doesn't really sort of keep you interested. So to start with, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run you through all the things, all the veg that I think that you can buy in your local supermarket. And I'm imagining with a lot of you, what you'll realize is actually you don't really go for a lot of this stuff very often. And if any of you can say that you buy over, you know, over the course of a month, if you're, if you're buying more than 50% of this, what I'm about to list, then I'm dead impressed because there actually is a huge amount of variation. So hopefully I can introduce you something, something um, new, or alternatively, I might be able to just say, remind you of what's out there and give you the impetus to go and actually try and experiment and do some new stuff. So, and also before we start, everything is, um, been nicked off the uh, the Waitrose online website because I worked in Waitrose for six years. It's the best supermarket and everyone should go there all the time. Anyway, right. First thing to do is we're going to run through leafy greens. Now, as far as uh, I'm concerned and as far as lots of other people are concerned, leafy greens are the most nutritionally dense foods in the whole world. And the people generally go to one, which is massively overboiled, boring cabbage which isn't actually a leafy green, but you know what I mean? Or they have a bit of kale, they go, this tastes like it's so bitter and horrible, I'm never having this again. And then they give up on it altogether. So the three that I would recommend that you give a crack are the one in the middle, Swiss chard, is actually amazing. It's really nice, it's sort of soft, and it's like easy to sort of saute and get, and get in the pan quite quickly and get done. Cavallo Nero, again, very good. It's all quite, and you can get this stuff loose, so it makes it cheaper. Um, and then spring greens are the cheapest, the best, the um, easiest things that you can get. If you can get like sort of like this much veg for about 50p and frankly, they're amazingly good for you. So the first thing I think about is trying to look at all the, you know, of this list, how many of these do you regularly eat? Um, I would say if you're looking for an economy option, spring greens are the best. If you're going for a taste option, I would say Cavolo Nero is the best. Um, and I would also say try and steer clear of kale because most people don't like it and there's much better options. So uh, next one is, I'm sure you're probably aware of this one, is cruciferous veg. So actually uh, broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage and sprouts are actually all the same plant, but they've been bred differently to, have, to look different. And uh, this is also a massively important area for people to, to try and get on board with. The thing about sort of everyone knows like you get a bit of broccoli, you stick it in a boil or you steam it or something and then there you go. But I mean, roasted broccoli is actually fantastic. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about roasting and stuff later. Um, again, roasted cauliflower, making sure that you're sautéing um, cabbage, sautéing sprouts. And the fact of the matter is, is my one recommendation for this, if you're a bit sort of, um, you know, you're a bit adverse to lots of prep before you start, Frozen or fresh, as they are here, um, packaged sprouts require zero um, effort. You literally just cook them straight as they are, cut them in half if you're feeling fancy, um, and you can go straight in there. Whereas if you buy them on the stick or you buy them loose, you end up having to spend 
20 minutes peeling them, chopping them, taking all the edges off, you lose half of it in the process. So um, going for the pre-packaged stuff and the tender stem broccoli as well is a nice little change from the regular broccoli. Um, next one is just general other greens. So I'd be interested to know, do people have things like, you know, how much time do you actually get yourself organized with some celery and cucumber sticks to dip in something or, you know, green peppers, asparagus. Um, I actually think we are out of asparagus season now, but you know, it's probably still around somewhere. Um, Mons to green beans. Like we've actually had now three subsections of what people would call greens. And we've got sort of this many different things that you can stick on your plate as greens. In, in an ideal world, you should be looking at sort of getting in something green at, at most meals and actually having something out of these options here that you can then go and have a look through um, and experiment with, most importantly, is going to go a really long way towards helping you to actually sort of widen your repertoire and get you, get you eating better stuff. The other thing you need to think about is actually sort of it's eating the rainbow. So you don't just want to go green, you want to go orange, you want to go red, you want to go yellow, you want to go purple, you want to go white. Um, and all these different actual um, things make a, you know, they, they can be used really inventively to help make things sort of tastier. So things like roasted pumpkin and roasted squash, you know, you don't, you don't see a huge amount of that around, but it's a fantastic way for you to actually get in a really, really good carbohydrate source, which is um, not as sort of uh, calorie dense as say going for things like uh, like grains like rice and that kind of thing um, and I, I've completely forgotten sweet potatoes I mean they count the um, I mean I tried my best to remember all the vegetables I was going to forget one wasn't I but the you know roasting these things and actually including these as a carbohydrate source is a is a massive one um, and in terms of value for money again buying a butternut squash chopping it up and, and sort of peeling it off you need a decent peeler for a butternut squash um, and then just whacking it in the oven Super cheap, super tasty, and um, really going to help you in terms of actually sort of giving you something a bit more interesting than just some plain rice. White. Now, this is the one that people don't really think about as being very important, but actually things like, um, I mean, leeks are a bit green, aren't they? But I think the bit you eat mostly white. Um, things like garlic and mushrooms. There's so many different types of mushrooms that you can get, um, you know, just beyond the, um, the kind of the... the the simple button ones you know you've got oyster mushrooms shiitake mushrooms you've got a whole bunch of other stuff and they're all in there i mean this isn't just white trose i mean there's a sainsbury's down the world there's an aldi down the road they all sell different kinds of sort of bits and bobs um and then my secret favorite vegetable is actually celeriac i think celeriac is so underrated um i'd say peel it chop it up either saute it roast it put it into mash um it's pretty low carb it's really tasty it's got that kind of like that starchy thing but it's also got a nice taste to it um and if there was one thing that i was going to say to you that if you haven't tried you should try is is celeriac it looks crap it looks horrendous but it tastes fantastic um so that's a really good one for you to do so that's kind of an overview of um what it is that you can get and we've got sort of, I mean, 25, 30 different options of things you can get there. And I've already forgotten one that's on there. There's tons and tons of stuff that you can get. So once you have a better idea of what it is that you want to be getting, the fun bit is actually taking something that tastes good and then elevating it to make it taste fantastic. Because actually that's the thing that we're trying to do is we're trying to not just sort of work out what it is that we should be eating, but we're actually trying to integrate it into normal life. So that eating lots and lots of vegetables is an actually a really exciting part of your day. If you're getting that food satisfaction, that sort of that taste satisfaction, that psychological satisfaction from your food, then 
you're not going to have the same amount of desire to continue eating afterwards because you haven't felt like you've got that psychological satisfaction. You're going to get, you're actually going to enjoy, enjoy your food more. The mindfulness is going to be better. And the way that you do that, according to the experts, is spice, sour, and salt. So first thing to do is you want to pick one of these. So you want to either get some herbs on it, maybe some chilies if you like spicy stuff. Any kind of spices obviously work. Um, and my particular favorite is, is smoked paprika. I pretty much put that on everything because it's, it's amazing. Uh, pepper is a fairly obvious one. Garlic, again, you can get smoked garlic if you like a garlicky flavor and, and ginger. And these are kind of like the obvious things. That, again, you can get in every single supermarket. Dried herbs are perfectly fine. Fresh herbs, are, they probably taste a bit better, but obviously they cost a lot more. The, um, the thing to think about is, is that what you're trying to do is you're trying to add flavors that complement your um your 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 veg and if you're looking at this and you're going i haven't got the i haven't got the foggiest what it is i should be doing then look into obviously and i'll go into a bit more detail on this but look start this is when you can start looking at recipes you can start looking at stuff that i've got on the website i've got a bunch of recipes on there and you'll notice that these things are sort of tend to be present most of the time in order to help you having an understanding of what's going on in the recipe then helps you to then experiment yourself and say well i like that about this and i'll, I'll try this um, and it's actually going to give you a little bit more um, sort of uh, ability to experiment, right? The next thing, and this is one that I think people miss most, which is actually a massive thing, is that having a little bit of sour, especially when you're, um, if you're trying to brown off some kind of veg or something, it gives it that kind of caramelized flavor. Having something sour to balance out that flavor makes a huge difference. So just grabbing some, some lemons or some limes, um, and just having them about, they keep for ages in the fridge and just using them to squeeze on something every now and again, especially if you're preparing stuff in, in, in bulk or you're making a marinade or something, um, that makes a massive difference to actually how, how good your, your uh, veg tastes and kind of lifts the flavor a little bit. Or you can go down the other way, which is you can go through use vinegar. Um, I'm a big fan of using sort of balsamic vinegar, red wine vinegar, cider vinegar, um, especially on like the slower stuff, which actually allows the vinegar taste to break down a little bit but it still provides that balance. Or you can just chuck wine on your food if you like, if you're doing something really slow. Um, that's always a good one, but it does, again, it adds that sour element to it. It actually makes the veg that much more, um, that more much more tasty. And then the last thing is, is salt. So salt is, is actually important in terms of making food taste nice. But the only thing that I would say is, obviously you can overdo the salt very easily, and your, your palate actually adapts to the amount of salt that you eat. So if you eat a lot of salt, you will require a lot of salt on your food. And as such, you can kind of, you can train salt out of your diet by if the, more, the, the less salt that you eat, the, the less salt that you need. And so salt is a big one with regards to things like, um, it, has an, it has an influence in, in, in sort of, um, in sort of fat loss, it also has an influence of things like heart disease, blood pressure, that kind of thing. So you don't want to overdo this. A little goes a long way. Um, but sticking stuff like capers and anchovies and olives, um, these are probably more appropriate in something like a salad, um, along with the cheese, or just a little pinch of sort of sea salt, rock salt, um, will go a long way in terms of actually seasoning your, your veg properly um, and then making it taste as good as possible, really. Um, the next bit we need to do is cushioning veg. Now, a lot of people will find that actually they don't have a particularly um, sort of, they don't particularly enjoy the taste of vegetables. And like I've just said with, um, with the palate, it's your palate adapts to the, the food that you eat. 
And a lot of the time, if you're, it's people have an aversion to uh, the bitter taste in vegetables, specifically green vegetables. So if you have a, let's say, more sensitive palate, or maybe if you have children who have a more sensitive palate, um, which is more common. So as people get older, they tend to become a little bit, more, bit easier with it. Then what you can do is you can master stronger flavors of veg. And I'm talking about things like kale, which tastes really, really bitter with either sweetness or, or fat for an easier transition into actually making the vegetables that you're eating sort of more uh, enjoyable. Now, obviously, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to talk about a lot of things which are very calorie dense. A little goes a long way. Um, but I would rather, especially at the beginning, that you get into the routine of eating vegetables if you need to add either sweetness or fat to them to make them taste better. Okay, perfectly fine. Get into the habit of eating vegetables and after time, what you'll realize is actually your palate adapts and you actually need less of that cushioning in order to keep them in your diet. But if you're thinking, oh, I don't really like this, I don't really like that, I find this difficult and I'm not really sure, having that, that cushioning will make a big difference. So the first thing to do is stuff like maple syrup, and now we're talking, right? Maple syrup, honey, caramelized onions, things like sort of sweet liquors and uh, even something like an orange with a bit of orange zest makes a big difference in terms of actually helping you to just add that little bit of extra sweetness. Um, or you can go down the fat route, which is, um, I mean, stuff like avocado and tahini and stuff goes well in, um, in, in a salad. But things like sprinkling a few nuts or seeds, um, just sautéing something in a little bit of butter just to try and just sort of add that little fattiness or even... I mean, a little bit of bacon added to some Brussels sprouts goes an awful long way in terms of making them taste better. Um, and again, we're talking like, generally speaking, what I recommend people do is they'll go for either a teaspoon of oil or a thumb-sized portion of fats to, to season the veg. So you can see sort of like a little bit of avocado sprinkled across your salad, or I mean, avocado is a bit different, but let's say like a thumb-sized portion of baked bacon, and then you've got sort of this much veg, two-fifths two worth. Um, that's going to actually not be that much. It's not going to add very much, but it is going to make it taste a lot different and it will help if you're, if you're not that keen on the taste. Okay. So we have veg, we have how we're going to season it. If we're going to cushion it, we're going to cushion it. Now we need to get into the sort of giving it the love it deserves. And the first thing is I'm going to talk about the five different ways that I'd like you to try and cook your veg. And the one very specific way that I think you should try and avoid at all costs. Now, the first one is, is steaming. And this is kind of like when people think healthy eating, this is the one that people do straight away. And the, the first thing and I can see when people are doing this wrong is they put big chunks of stuff into, into a pan and they kind of just half boil it, half steam it, steam it. Don't boil vegetables because all it does is leach all the nutrition out of them. But more importantly, it leaches all the flavor out of them and it means that they end up tasting a bit rubbish. So what I would suggest that you do is you can just go to, I mean, you can get them on Amazon or you can get them anywhere. They're like five quid or something. Get a steamer, which is basically something that sits on top of the pan that you put the veg into, put a lid on top. And the difference in terms of the, the, the quality of what you're eating is, is massive. So make sure you chop it into small pieces because it needs to cook quickly and you should never steam anything for longer than three minutes. If it needs longer than three minutes, you've not chopped it into small enough pieces. Okay. So what we're talking here is obvious ones like leafy greens. So like, um, you know what we said like spinach and and sort of the the cabbagey stuff cruciferous vegetables and greens tend to be best for steaming um and as far as i'm concerned anything else is probably better off done some something else i mean you can steam anything if you want to but that's my thoughts on it the the second one is is a saute and this is my personal favorite and as far as i'm concerned if you're um i would rather saute anything than steam it because it tastes a bit better you really don't need a lot of oil. Like you can get away, if you've got a good nonstick pan, you can get away with half a teaspoon of oil 
and keep it on a high heat, wait for it to caramelize. Don't put the vegetables in until it starts to sizzle. So don't sort of, otherwise what happens is all the water comes out of it, they start to boil and then we're back to square one. Um, and if you need to, if you've got bigger stuff, you can always finish it off in the oven. But basically you can saute anything. The thing that you need is like we've got pictured here is a big wide nonstick pan so you can cook everything quickly and then take it off. Okay, we don't need a ton of oil. This is not Gordon Ramsay. I'm not gonna ask you to stick half a pound of butter on your vegetables. That's, I mean, that's great, but it's not what we're going for. Um, and you can do this with everything, okay? The next one, which I actually don't see people do very often is actually is braising. And the difference between this and boiling is you're, you're basically, you're, you're cooking it in a stock. So you can have vegetable stock, chicken stock, you can have whatever you want, right? But you start off, saute it in the, in the um, and you can do this with sort of bigger veg. So saute in, um, in the pan and then add a little bit of stock, whack it on the, on the hob or in the oven and actually wait for that stock to reduce. And then you get this really kind of thick, nice sauce and it's just stock. There's very little calories in stock. It tastes great. Um, and this is better if you're doing stuff which is a bit more robust. So things like fruit, root veg, squashes, pumpkins, um, things like green beans that take a little bit more time, asparagus, stuff like that. Um, and this is an amazing option that actually very few people go for, I think, um, and something that I'd recommend that you do. The, the next one is, is baking. And I have to say, this one doesn't get a lot of love, but there is one technique for baking that I, I find is, is, is really um, sort of amazing and makes it much better. So that's basically you get a bed of fresh herbs and then you put your, your veg. So basically it's usually like root veg or stuff like that on top of it. And what happens is, is as you bake, the, the, um, the, the herbs kind of sort of emit their, their flavor and they basically season the veg for you. But there's no oil. It's obviously very low calorie, but again, way, way, way better than boiling anything. Um, all it takes is a little bit of extra time. Um, and the big favorite, everyone likes this one, is roast. Now, the thing that I would make sure you do is make sure that all your bits are the same size so they cook at the same speed. You need a high heat in the oven, get it started on the hob or else it takes a while for it to heat up. And again, the veg starts to sort of almost boil a little bit. Um, and basically you can do this with anything that's not a, not a green, bed, like a leafy green. This, as far as I'm concerned, if you're using any of these options already, if you compare this to your little bit of boiled veg on the side, your sort of your barely thought out salad where you just pour out a salad packet onto a table or you just chop a carrot up raw, it's... This is way, way better. You're going to enjoy your food that much more. And um, all of a sudden, eating veg is not going to be a chore. Okay. Last one. We're almost done. Is um, if you are going to eat your veg raw, which is good. I mean, I'm perfectly into salads. That's all good. You need to know how to make a vinaigrette. Okay. So this is the recipe. 75% oil. If you want one that tastes of extra virgin olive oil, then you'd use extra virgin olive oil. If not, I'd recommend use peanut oil because it doesn't taste of anything. And then add in 25% of any kind of acid. So that's the same thing as what we were talking about on the sal, which is either citrus or, or vinegar. These, this combination, shake it in a little jar so you've got something that looks like this. And then what you'll get is that's your basic of your vinaigrette. And then you'd, all you have to do is add salt and pepper. The thing that I'd recommend you do with the salt and pepper is you want to slightly overdo it so that the, the vinaigrette tastes a bit too peppery, a bit too salty. Because once you pour it onto the vegetables, obviously the vegetables are all water and they're gonna it's gonna dilute that flavor so you want to slightly overdo it and you want to make it work now on top of this you can add honey and mustard you can add balsamic you can make it into a caesar salad or dressing you can do i mean i'm no dressing expert 
but you can basically make it from this position into anything you want. But this is the basic, and I don't want to see anyone having very sad plate of, you know, lettuce with nothing else on it at all because it's just tragic and it needs some love. So give it some, um, give it some love, and you'll you'll thank me for it later. Okay. So all of that was a lot. I'm aware, but I figured I was going to cover it properly, and I was going to do it. I was going to give it everything I could. So. What we've got there is all the things that you can buy, all the ways that you can season it, all the ways that you can cushion it, and then all the different ways that you can, um, you can actually cook it. Now, going forward, what we need you to do is we need to experiment. And there is no, um, there is no shortcut here. You have to try stuff. So whether that means cooking with, you know, or talking to your partner, talking to your family, talking to whoever, I don't care. Get them on board with this idea and actually start to, um, think of ways that you can actually get new veg in first that you have to buy it actually prepare it properly and then enjoy it and actually start to build your own rep repertoire of things that you like to eat i've i've put up about 150 recipes on the on my website now so they're ready to go they're there for you whenever you want them um, i'll be adding to them periodically but i wanted to get a chunk up first um, and obviously I mean, we're not, the world is not short of recipe ideas, let's be honest. So you can Google things, but the thing is, is that you have to be proactive. So you have to actually go out, find what you want to learn about, try it, maybe mess it up the first time, but actually make an effort to make your veg more interesting. Because the last thing, that, as I said, I want to see is a sad little bowl of overboard broccoli, some undressed lettuce, and then people saying, well, I'm not that into eating vegetables. Make it a priority, and I promise you, it will be the best thing you ever do in terms of your health because you'll be getting tons of veg in, everything else will be easy, and um, yeah, and you'll thank me for it later. So, 